Good evening, good night, good morning, wherever you are in the world listening to this, or whatever time of day you're listening to this. I'm Lady Andromeda, and this is Watch Your Sex. Today I have a different person who's willing to come and talk about what sex means to them. Um, this lady is in her early 30s. She's... How do you define yourself? How do you want me to define you? I'm female. That's a very difficult question. I'm a person. <coughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you know me. Yes. So you know when I come and when we have our very random, in-depth conversations about what's the meaning of life. So today it's more about what's the meaning of your sex. I would say I'm a heterosexual. <coughs> okay. In a relationship, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, for those that normally listen to my podcast, um, they usually know that I have a few questions that I will Mm -hmm. ask. So, what was your first sexual experience? (laughs) Yes. Are we going right in for the blow? Yes, definitely. Oh. Oh, gosh. I was young. When you say young, what's young? Teenager, 13, boyfriend. Girl, was you that young? I was that young, yeah. Wow. I was 13. Boyfriend. I, I look back on it now and I'm like, oh my goodness, what was I thinking? Was I even ready? Um, I guess I was because it was my choice. Um, so you didn't feel pressured? No, 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 not at all. <coughs> even think, though you were 13? Yeah, no, no. Do you know what? I think it was like curiosity. Um, but definitely not pressured, and it was kind of just something that we both went into. How old was he? He was just a year older than me, so, yeah, 14. So he was 13, I, I was 13, he was 14. Um, and it well, was... hold on, you went to a girls' school, correct? <coughs> I told you I was bad, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know I was bad, so... Um... Yeah, uh, he, I, how did I know him? So my friend at the time, he used to live on her estate. Mm-hmm. So there was like a group of boys that we used to hang out with. So that's how we met. And oh, we're not going to talk about the location because I cringe. <laughs> no incriminating evidence, yeah, right? Yeah, we won't talk about the location, but I cringe at that. But I don't, it wasn't anything majorly romantic. It kind of just happened. So it wasn't pre-planned? No, no, it wasn't pre-planned. It wasn't romantic. I think it was just curiosity. And it kind of just happened. So it wasn't like, oh my God, I've just lost my virginity kind of moment. And I guess, um, like, coming out is that I just had sex. Oh my God, I can't believe I just had sex. And, yeah, it's not really exciting. It's not an exciting story. Do you feel... Now, looking back on it, that you was too young to have sex at that time? Definitely. What makes you feel that way? Um, It's not having that grasp of that concept of what sex actually means and what you're giving away. Do you feel that was because it was your first time doing it or just... Over your course of your sexual career, that's how I'm gonna put in gangsta mm. today. <clears throat> no, I just emotionally, emotionally, I wasn't ready for that. You know, I'm 13. What do I know about emotions and hmm. love and what you're giving away? Do you know what I mean? So no, no, I wasn't ready emotionally. I was definitely not ready. You know, it was curiosity. Hmm. Hmm. I can understand that. I can sympathise with that and appreciate that. I think a lot of people can where they first go into situations where they think, yeah, yeah, I've got this, and then when they actually get into it, they realise they're not actually ready for it. I don't think at the time I never dreaded it. Actually, at the time, I was quite excited by it. Um, I can't say... It was, was it because it was like, ooh, it's naughty? Well, yeah, I think it could have been, ooh, it's naughty, ooh, I've just had sex, oh my gosh. Like, I was excited, but looking at it in hindsight, from an adult's perspective, and analysing it, I definitely wasn't ready for it, and I probably should not have done it. Yeah. Okay. And we wasn't in love. Do you know what I mean? There was no... 
It was just a quick fumble, it, so to speak. Yeah, it was just, let's just do this. <laughs> <laughs> let's just do this. And I guess, you know, sexually, you know, I was turned on. I did want to do it. You know, there was that, ooh, what's this feeling? <laughs> there was that. Okay. Yeah, there was this, ooh, this was quite nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, so do you feel the more that you did it, is the more it became enjoyable for you? Yeah, I did. It, it was it wasn't majorly enjoyable, but it was a new feeling. How come it wasn't was major? Was it because it's my first time? It's okay. all those anxieties, and no one knew what they was doing because it was his first time as well. Okay, you know, so it was like no one knows what they're doing. We haven't really discussed it. We haven't really researched it. We've just like got carried away, so to say. You just went with your instincts yeah. instead of yeah. anything yeah. else. So, do you feel that like, like how? How was sex kind of brought up around you? <clears throat> Regarding like your growing up. growing up, yeah. It wasn't really something that's discussed. My mum's an older woman. Um, so was my dad. So my mum and dad come from that generation where sex isn't something that you really talk about. Because you're the last child, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so sex wasn't something that's discussed or something that you talk about. Um, so I, I don't think, you know, I had that kind of discussions or topics with my mum. Even now, we don't talk about that. Yeah, even now, we don't talk about that. We don't talk, no, we don't talk about sex. Oh, I have a link embarrassing story to talk about with my mum. <laughs> That's true, true. Should we share the story? Share the story. So, I'm sure we all... I was going to say to you, one of the questions I was going to ask you was like, what's the worst predicament about oh sex that you've ever goodness. got yourself into? So, growing up, <coughs> my mum and dad divorced when I was nine, around that age. <coughs> um, but I was fortunate enough to have my mum and dad live next door to each other. So, they were separate, but I still had my mum and dad. Anyway... My dad worked as a courier, so in the evenings he did night work. I would stay in my dad's house because that's could, what you wanted to do. I could do what I want to do, right? <laughs> so my boyfriend at the time, we were having sex. Was this the father of your first child? Yes. <laughs> okay. We was having sex. We was having very loud sex, and my mum was knocking on the wall. I ignored it. <laughs> Carried on having very loud sex. My mum phoned my phone and told me to be quiet. Oh my gosh. How did that make you feel? <laughs> Mortified. P particularly because we don't discuss sex. We've never discussed sex. We've never had that. So, so you never was... even had the conversation about, quote, quote, the birds and the bees? Do you know, I can't remember it. I can't so how did you learn having... about sex? I don't know. Like, thinking about it now, and I've never actually really thought about it, funny enough, is actually, I don't know. Where did you get all your... And um, uh, now you've got me very intrigued. I've got myself very intrigued. Where did you get all your knowledge in... <clears throat> it must have been from school, from friends. And I think that's quite dangerous, actually, particularly because as a parent, now I'm very open with my my oldest about sex and even my youngest about sex you know in an age-appropriate way um do you feel that due to the nature of your job being a um working with children has that had a more of an impact on how you behave and discuss sex with your children there's an element of that but i think mainly i th I think it's important to discuss sex with your children. Why do you think that? Probably because I never had it myself and I never felt comfortable when maybe some of the scenarios that I got into may not have happened if I had those conversations with my So mother. you um, are, are you a believer that like sexual education should start at home, not through teachers yes. or anybody else? Yes, yes. yes. It, you know, fundamentally for me, your sex is something that happens within some in the context of some kind of relationship mm. there is a, always there's usually usually an emotional connection that comes along with it now that doesn't i don't dispute that you can't go out and have one night stands i've done that um but for me personally i i'm an emo there, there will be if i continue having sex with a person i will get caught up in my feelings that's just me um 
But is that a bad thing or is that a good thing? How do you feel about that? How do I feel about it? I'm quite open, so I can have a sex buddy, you know, if I'm single at the time. And I would always say, you know what, this is what it is. If any of us get caught up, let's talk about it. If nobody wants a relationship, then we walk away. But let's be upfront. I so you I say go that into your situations very honest. Yes, absolutely. I say so that. So do you feel that by you going <clears throat> into your conversations very honestly, that has actually helped or hindered you with the type of guys that you've been with? Um, I don't know to be honest with you. I, I no, I don't know. I just like to be honest because I just think honesty is important anyway. You know. I don't like to play games. Let's not play games. I'm not that person. Um, so you're very much about your integrity and absolutely. knowing your intention and what absolutely. you choose to put out there. It's yes. like, this is what it is. Yes. I'll yes. Meet, meet me halfway, so to speak. Yeah. You know, I'm going to treat you with the same respect I, I want to be treated in. You want it to be reciprocated yeah. at yeah. the end of the I day. want to be honest. I want to be open. Let's talk about this. Right. Um if you don't want to have a relationship with me and you just want to have sex, then have the respect for me to say that's what I want. Do you give me that choice to stay or walk away? You know, don't play with people's emotions and feelings. That's me. Um, so I think it's important to have those conversations with your children to give them that integrity, to make them comfortable. In the uh, choices that they make. In the choices that they make and the choices that other people make. <coughs> and that starts at home. Our first relationships that we see start at home you know it's true so it's important for children to be able to have those conversations and of course you're not going to go straight in there and talk about sex but you talk about and it's not just about sex it's about knowing your body and being comfortable within your body this is body parts you know this is what you do this and and, and it keeps them safe too it's just really important to have yeah, those it does keep them yeah. safe from <clears throat> levels of abuse and yes. so forth yes. as you being a person that works with children when mm -hmm. you've come across all different types of children and other situations but we will not discuss here but you you can see an impact of how the relationships are with the parents and regarding their attitudes to sex yes. and because where you work with children um it must bring up some quite interesting st things that where you overhear the children talking about sex. Wow, that's a whole different conversation in itself. <laughs> <laughs> we as adults, and there's lots of research behind this, have a romanticised view that children are not sexual beings. It's not true. Children are aware of their own sexuality from a young age. And it starts with things like knowing their private parts. It starts from things with exploring gender and gender crossing and gender boundaries. Mm -hmm. It starts with things with exploring relationships inside in, in context of let's play mums and dads. You know, and they might have a kiss and they might have a hug and marriage. Children are very aware of their own sexuality. Children will masturbate. You know, and we don't like to think of children like that. It's completely normal behaviour within about children. how people learn about their bodies. And yes. And then what happens is when we hear that children are talking about sex or exploring things like sexual or touching themselves or things like that, we react as adults in this way, like, oh, it's bad. Then what are we teaching them about what sex is? That This is actually a very normal part of life. You know, you have... To. Do you think that's a cultural thing? Or do you... How do you see it in the way that you view you view it in life? There are cultures that are more open about sex. You know, I think it's a very British thing. Um, I think it does extend to religions as well. So it could be a religious thing as well. Hmm. Um, but I think as adults, we have a romanticised notion of what children should and shouldn't do and what they should and shouldn't know. Hmm. Um, and so do you feel that's influenced the way that you've brought up your children due to the fact of because your parents 
didn't really discuss sex with you in any way. Do you think that was because of their age? Yes, definitely. They was born in the 40s, you know, it's not something that you really talk about sex. Mm. You know, it, it's, yeah, in that time and age, it's not something you talk about. You know, my parents would have been in the 60s, growing up in the 60s where it was becoming freer, but it still wasn't something you talk about with your children. Yeah. You know, it's just more an experience that you have as, an, as a teenager or as an adult. So, <clears throat> how different was your parent, your like your mum and dad's attitudes towards sex when you were growing up? I don't know because it was never discussed. Really? Yeah. It was never discussed. So there wasn't, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't have a clue about the attitudes about sex with my parents because it was never discussed with me. I have no idea. Wow. That's very interesting to just know that it was just like this don't go there kind of attitude yeah. and you as an individual I don't know whether it was intentional I don't think if I I don't I don't think that my parents would have said let's not talk about it if I had broached the subject with them but they never made it comfortable for me to go and talk you to never them felt about in sex. a safe space to be yes, able to communicate because, your yeah yeah yourself yeah um I, you know, I don't think if I did go to talk to them, they'd say, oh, no, let's not talk about it. It's just, we never spoke about it growing so up. So what happened when you got pregnant with your son? Oh, I had to tell them, didn't I? Yeah. I just... <laughs> How did that go down? <laughs> Do you know what? I did one slow move, actually. I didn't actually tell them I was pregnant. I left something or I said something, and then my mum come and asked me, she's like, are you pregnant? And I said, yes. But I didn't directly go up and say, I'm pregnant. It was, I, I left a hint or something. I you can't left breadcrumbs. So, yeah, some, some kind of trail so that they had to ask me. Yeah. Yeah. And my mum was fine, you know. How did your dad a, take it? My dad was fine. They were both really okay with it. Well, even though you were so young. Yeah. They, you know, I wasn't scolded for it. Hmm. Um... No, they were both very supportive. They were both okay. Um, yes. So, do you feel that your first like sexual escapades, I should say, I'm going to put it in that way, <laughs> like your first sexual experience was a positive one? It was a neutral one. Okay. It wasn't positive, it wasn't negative, it was neutral. It was just like, okay, it, it was, happened it, next. Yeah, yeah. It was a neutral one. Do you feel that, you know, how your relationship is with your son? Because obviously I know your son. Mm -hmm. And his sexuality and stuff that he... How is he regarding you being so open with sex with him? Is he very close to say, oh, no, mum, don't talk about this? Or No, he has no choice because I don't talk about <laughs> it anyway. <laughs> Yeah, he has no choice. But I do feel that he's he's you know he's comfortable. We we speak about sex quite often. And um, so do you feel that's a very important thing for you as an like as a parent and as an individual yes. to feel comfortable in your sex? Yes, absolutely. It gives you confidence to be able if you've got if you're comfortable in your own skin, in your own sexuality and you're comfortable to talk to your parents in in that. So where did you find this confidence? Because I know a lot of people they're not actually comfortable or confident with their sex. Me. Where did I find the confidence? Where did I find the confidence? I don't know. I just think I'm a confident person anyway. I, you know, I just... You just did. I just did. <laughs> I just did. You know, I can recall a... Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, I can recall an ex-boyfriend. See, I'm quite a forward person. If I like you, I'm going to tell you that I like you. Hmm. Um, and I remember uh, an ex-boyfriend that I had. And when I first met him, he was staring at me. I'm like, what are you staring at? We was in a group in a house with friends. We was all together hanging out. And he's like, you. So I'm like, why are you staring at me? Because I was rude. <laughs> he wasn't rude 
just to start saying no, just to start to No, I was question. actually generally being faced in like, why are you staring at me? I was being rude, I was being rude. Um, and he's like, because I like you. Oh my goodness, when I think about the things. And I went up to him right in his face, so I said, like, what are you going to do about it then? And then we kissed. That's very forward for a young girl. Yeah, you know. Very forward. But that's because I also liked him, which is probably why I was being rude. Um, but I'm not going to play games. If I like you, I like you. Let's move forward. Let's not be silly. Let's... To be, you're quite adult-like in your <coughs> way of dealing with things where some people can be, yeah, for want just... of a better word, infertile, where they might not necessarily have the ability or the language to express themselves the way mm. that they want to. Mm. And I think it's having the confidence, the confidence knowing who you are and what you want and going for it. Mm. Yeah. For me, that's what I think it is. So, do you, what was the most shittiest sexual experience have you ever had? So, we... <laughs> these, things, these questions are making me laugh. Um, oh, fine. dear. This, this is another um, demonstration of confidence. Um, so, me and ex-boyfriend. I seem to have a lot of ex-boyfriends. Which life? <laughs> so, me and an ex-boyfriend, we was having the first time we had sex. The only time we had sex because... Yeah, it didn't work out. that bad? You know, we have this saying for men. Men think we want big dicks. No, what we want as women, we want wide dicks. Girth. Yeah, I'm a lady. It's girth all day long. I will, right. I will agree with you there. We want wide dicks. Anyway, it was skinny. <laughs> and he didn't know what to do with it. Not only was it skinny, but we didn't know what to do with it. Had a choke me. Give me off. So, me being forward, I like to be on top, you know, I like to take control. So, I was like, okay, right, let's see if we can work with this, let's move around, let's, let's do things. Anyway, it just really was not working. So, I said... We when you say not working, sorry. I was on top and I couldn't make myself... It just was not working for me. You're carrying on like it's this, this, this battery-operated products, like, the batteries are not working. It just wasn't working, it was just too skinny, it wasn't wide enough. It, it didn't feel comfortable. Just, you just didn't feel it. Oh gosh. We just I just didn't feel it. So I'm moving and I'm doing this. So I'm like, let's do it, like let's do it. you know, I tried to Okay, take so control. you was being quite creative. I was being quite creative. I was saying, let's try can you try it like this? You know, I like to give directions, I like to be in control, you know, so it, it kind of suited me that maybe I can teach you. I quite like that too. No, it, it just didn't work. So, so there was lots of communication in this. There was lots of communication in this. Anyway. I just said we need to stop now. I just can't do this. <laughs> and just stopped. Them. And how did he react to this? He said, why? And I said, because it just doesn't feel good. I, it's just not working for me. I'm really sorry. Then how was his facial expressions? Sorry, I'm just like, wow. So how was his facial expressions? To be honest, I just didn't pay attention. I got dressed and went. Oh, wow. So you didn't even stay in this house afterwards? You was just like, mm, I'm gone. Mm, hey, I'm gone. This isn't working. This is not going to work. And wow. So there wasn't no hint of trying. You was like, I'm not even going to bother waste my time. He tried to call a few times and I just said, no, no, this just isn't going to work. Oh, gosh. You really, I'm really sorry. him. I know. But I think about it now, you know, and it probably wasn't the best way to go about things, but it just really wasn't going to work. No, no, no. I can understand that. I <laughs> yeah. can appreciate it. There's that. probably a lot better ways of going around that, but I was young and... Well, when you're young, you tend to be just like, this is the point, this is what it is, you just state the facts. I was young, I was rude, you know. I'm not going <laughs> to lie, I was young, I was rude and, yeah. <laughs> As I've got older, I'm more sensitive. I wasn't very sensitive then. You're more aware and tactful. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, so that's the difference. Yeah, so that is... So what do you define as good sex then? Um, what do I define as good sex? Mm. I have to be emotionally involved for me to have good sex. Um, yeah, so for me, I need to have the passion, I need to have the emotions. It's a very much a, an emotional experience for me. Whether it's love, whether it's lust, and passion it doesn't have to be love it could be lust but there is this deep element of 
there has to be a connection. Yeah, there has to be a connection. There has to be a passion. So um, there has to be sensuality. I'm very sensual. Um, so there has to be sensuality in that. Um, and I like control. So I, I like to be on top. I like to tell you what to do. Um, I like to take, not necessarily always tell you what to do, but I like to take control. Mm. Do you like to make sure that yeah. when you're having sex, you are enjoying it? Not just that, I get off knowing that I am pleasing him too. So, I, so it's a two-way street for It's a two-way street. You know, for me, I get very turned on knowing that I'm pleasing you. Maybe that's a bit of an ego thing. Um, I don't know. I haven't really thought of that. Maybe it is. I have to think about that. Um, but I like to do that. I like to know that I'm pleasing you. I like to see you moan and... I, it, it must be that element of control, I think, yeah. Yeah, we, as I said to when you... When your legs are all squeezing and you can't take it and you say, I can't take it, I'm like, shush. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you can't take it. Bully. Yeah. Yeah, well, like, no, I saw that at the time that we went to... Um, when we went to Fetish event, and I took you for the first time, and you had that that space, and I said, "Okay, you could do this, you could do this, you could do this." So you felt safe, and you kind of watched for a while, and then I think I was talking to someone, and then I turned around, and you was just like a, you was off like, off like children when they first go at their first day at nursery, and they're like, "Bye, see you later." You was like, "Bye, <laughs> see you later." I'm like, "Okay, have fun." Yeah. Come back to me at a certain point, you know. So what would you tell your younger self? If there was anything that you would tell your younger self about sex, what would you tell her and why? I've never really thought of that. You might have to give me a minute. Sorry? To love her over. What would I tell my younger self about sex? Not to do it when you're 13. <laughs> That's what I would say. <laughs> yeah. Not to do it when you're 13. Take time. Don't necessarily always go with the passion. So did you feel it was more lustful? It was definitely more lustful, yeah. Yeah. Attraction. Yeah. Have you always had that kind of thing where you were just like, yeah, I want to actually connect with that person? Yes. Yes, I've always been an emotionally connected person, yeah. Sex is pretty sacred yeah. in that way for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. So even when you've had like one night stands, it just when you've had them, has it been that thing of, yeah, you're sexually attracted to them at that point? I think, yeah. I'm sexually attracted to them, there's a connection, whether it's a rapport in our conversation, whether it's a rapport in... Um, just being physically attracted to somebody, whether it's a rapport and being spiritually attracted to somebody. You know, there's always some kind of connection that I have with a person. I couldn't I couldn't do it with somebody that I've not I'm not connected to. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's you know, it doesn't have to be love. That connection doesn't have to be in 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 the in Societal the context, context, yeah, in the context. Oh, I'm in love. With <coughs> them. No, it could be any kind of connection. So, you're the best sex that you would say is that when you've had that connection, whether it be love, in a spiritual aspect, whether or in a physical aspect, where you feel lustful for them. The only sex I've had is whether I've, when I've been in in a connection with somebody. <laughs> you know, I've never had sex with anybody that I've not been connected to in some way, shape or form. Yeah. So what would you, in your like ideal world, if you rule the world? <laughs> I knew you were going to <laughs> Would you, how would you, would, how would you best say to women or girls or guys, or however they define themselves, whatever capacity like what would that what would your piece of advice be regarding sex that's very hard because it means so much to different people i couldn't 
How could I advise someone on something so personal? Someone just, yeah, no, sex is a very personal Sex is a very personal What advice I might give is based on my own experiences. Yeah, but I I'm asking you on your own experiences, on, my own on your own merits. Oh, yeah, I'm, you I'm, know I see yeah, things I know you're very deeply. To, I know <laughs> that you see things deeply. This is why I wanted to have this kind of conversation with you. Because I, at the end of the day, everybody sees sex differently. Mm. This is not about anybody else. This is about you. I would say that you need to know <coughs> yourself first. Know yourself, explore yourself in a personal way. Um, in the sense of elaborate. In so many senses. You need to have that confidence in who you are and what you want and what your abilities are. I think it's very important because you're passing that on to when you're having sex with someone, you're passing those kind of energies on to other people. Mm-hmm. So I think it's very important <coughs> for you to know yourself, to know your capabilities, to know what you're passing on. So having that deep relationship within yourself and that deeper understanding within yourself mm-hmm. um, is what I would say is important when it comes to having sex when it comes to sexuality, when it comes to sex, being comfortable in your own skin and within your own spirit. Yeah. I can understand mm. that and I can appreciate where you're coming from there. <clears throat> so do you feel like the experiences that you've had have got you to this place where you're very comfortable in your sex, you're very happy and mature outlook in it? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I think just age as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with, with your sex in your twenties and in your teens was very different. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, although I was quite confident, I think in your teens, there's all sorts of like things that you, oh, you can't do this. You can't give a man a blowjob because that means you're a scare. Yeah, remember the word? Yeah, you give man shine. <laughs> okay, for those who don't understand London slang. In the in the in the late night mid night mid to late nineties, probably even early two thousands, um, a sket would would be a um another terminology for the word slack. <clears throat> um, what else would you say? Because I'm just rolling right now in my head. Shine. Uh, the shine, shiners. The shiners was a blowjob. So, it's funny about language. Just took you way back, right? Yeah, you really did. <laughs> you really, really did. Um, do you feel like, you know, now the attitude towards sex compared to, like, how your son and how you've grown up and attitudes of how we've become more tolerant or less tolerant, would you feel? Do you know what would be quite interesting? <coughs> is to find out (laughs) if those kind of things like having oral sex is still something that you don't do when you're young is still looked down upon do you know what i mean having more than one partner um it depends do you know what i mean because i have conversations with my daughter as you're aware Mm. she's 18 and she's very much like they, they talk about body counts in, aka, the it's amount the of people way. that, um, the same way as we would have taught, spoken about it in, <clears throat> in our day. So it kind of, I think, society and attitudes, like when I look at my daughter and her age and her peers, and the people still being hoeing it out, mm. but it's a very different attitude to it. Mm. <clears throat> you know, very, very different viewpoint in it. You know, because I do actually want to. I'm gonna have a conversation with her if she if she's willing. Yeah, it'd be very interesting. So obviously, I was very aware of that. Um, so I think that did inhibit inhibit <coughs> me to some degree with my sexuality. You know, then coming into my twenties, I just didn't care. Yeah, do what I want to do. Yeah, as long as you was enjoying it. As long as I was enjoying it, and if I wanted to um, give oral sex, and I was going to give oral sex, 
In fact, I expect oral sex. You know? <laughs> so it's kind of a standard. I, yeah, so why would I not give it? You know, because I'm not going to be happy if a man's... Actually, that's a no-go that if someone's not going to give me oral sex, that that's not going to work. It's not going to work. You know, it's an important standard for me, so I can't expect to receive that without giving it, you know? So you give to receive, yeah? <laughs> I actually enjoy giving oral sex because, again, that's a sense of control, isn't it? You yeah, know? no, I, like, I do it myself as well. Yeah, and I think I'm quite good at it. And I like to see the reactions and I, I get a bit of a thrill, you know, from giving oral sex, actually. Um, but no, it's not, yeah, it can be seen as that. But no, it's just standard. If, I'm gonna, if I want someone to do it to me, then I can't expect to not do it to them. Yeah, but a lot of people do. Yeah, I just don't see. I, you know, if that's if that's how they want to work, then that's up to them. I don't think it's fair. That's just me. You know, it comes back down to that treating Everything people with balanced. respect. Yeah, yeah, it's about giving people respect. If I expect to be treated in the way, then I should treat them in that way, and that's yeah. just my that's my moral compass. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no. I totally get and understand that. Yeah. So yeah. So in my twenties, I was more, ex you know, I was I was more comfortable with trying new things. I was more comfortable with having one night stands. I did have quite a lot of one night stands. Um, yeah, I was definitely more confident in my sexuality and going out there and trying new things. And I didn't really care what what people thought about me um, in that respect. And in my thirties, well. It's different because I'm in a relationship now, so sex is all, it's a whole different ball game, you know, we've been together 10 years and it's very different now. So, <clears throat> your sex in your relationship and because you've been together for 10 years, which is quite, that's, that's longer than some people's marriages, <clears throat> how has your sex developed over the course of your relationship? Oh... It, it, when we first got together, it's all lustful, let's have sex all the time, and we did have sex all the time, and let's try new things, and very passionate, you know, it's that honeymoon phase, you move in together, and you see each other all the time, and you go to work, and it's exhausting, you can't have sex all the time, it's exhausted, I'm tired, I've got things to do, you know, but still, Sorry, still I, I beg to differ, because I'll be... Yeah, you're just very different. All, yeah, I'll be having sex all the time. I say that, however, no, actually, it's after having my first child. So I had my first child and things changed. I've got a child to look after and mm. all sorts. And, and she did something to my hormones. You know, I, I'm certain of that. So it changed. You mean your second child? My second child, <laughs> my youngest child. Um, so sex changed. Now, for him... We've had this discussion. For me, I need to feel motions to have sex. As we've discussed for him, he needs to have sex to, um, to be able to give emotions. He, having sex is very important to him in terms of feeling an emotional connection. Um, so obviously when I've had my second child, we've had a few problems in that respect. Um, because she messed up my emotions. I'm tired, I work, I'm a working mum, I go uni and all sorts. Anyway, I'm tired, there's lots of things going on. <sighs> but so, are you just not putting barriers there? What do you mean? No, I'm just saying, some people may say or perceive that you're just putting barriers there where you don't feel happy about yourself in that respect. No, I'm just tired. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm just, just tired. tired. No, I'm just tired. It's exhausting to always give to someone emotionally. So it, it mm. becomes harder and you definitely have to work harder at it. That's what I would say now is I have to work harder at keeping the relationship going. I have to work harder in terms of having sex and changing it up and not becoming stagnant. We have to communicate because sometimes that gets lost when you've been with someone for 10 years. Hmm. You know, the communication, we have to communicate about, okay, well, let's try. So the communication is different. You definitely have to work harder after 10 years, you know, because you've done things, most things. And then you have to think about how am I going to flip it up a little bit, you know, and if you're not communicating, you don't know when to do that. 
mm. you know so then that could become a problem or if we're not comfortable to communi to communicate so there's definitely a lot more communication going in on it's not always physical sometimes it's i'm doing this because i know it's important to you mm. you know um i know this is important to you i i know this is what makes you feel loved um, and I want to make you feel loved, so I'm going to do this. So there's a bit of sacrifice, mm. a little bit of give and take. How does that make you feel sometimes when you have to sacrifice? It's taken therapy to work that out. Because <laughs> um, you've had, we've had to do counselling, you know, to talk about our issues with sex and, and sexuality. So. Yeah, because sex is a... I think a lot of people don't realise that sex is a very integral part of your relationship. Mm. And if your sex isn't... Like, everything else can be working, but if that bit there, there's no communication, you're not kind of singing on an, on an even kill. Even in my own previous relationships, sex was an issue. Right at certain points within my relationship mm -hmm. so no i get it we've had to go to therapy to work some issues out and you know i've had some bad relationships that i've had to work through as well that probably mm. affected sex and i don't want to bring that to him so i think definitely we've had to work harder in terms of sex when you've been with someone for 10 years it, there's a different element and do you think that's also because where you've got older you've got more baggage I don't know because some people don't have baggage. Some people have met the love of their life when they're teenagers and have always been with them. Yeah, but we ain't talking about some people. We're talking about you. <laughs> oh, I'm Sorry, I'm just like... Well, I'm definitely the bag lady, as Erica <laughs> would say. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'd be lying if I didn't have baggage. You know, I'm an emotional person, so I've been in relationships. I've got emotionally connected. I've got hurt. Of course, I've got baggage. I don't believe in bringing that to my my previous my new relationships. Yeah, you've I really try them. hard not to. However, sometimes things come up. It's like, oh, I never you saw that. Where did that happen? You know, and then I, it starts that process again. Um, so yeah, I definitely do have baggage. That so you, that, that that's the main yeah, reason yeah. behind why you both went to see counsellors for your own relationship. For our own relationship, there's emotional baggage and it's it's not just from sexual relationships you know from your own from life from yeah life. from life from um, interacting with others and yeah, how we're brought up that's yeah. why i was very intrigued with when you spoke about your sex and how you said that when you grew up that you didn't actually have those kind of conversations mm -hmm. and how you've ch gone forward and and having your own children and how you're actually like, no, because I didn't get this, I'm going to make sure yeah. my children do. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is very important. Um, I think also, you know, we've, we've discussed how sex is important in developing relationships and communication. I think if you're able to talk about sex with your parents, you're able to talk about anything else because actually sex is a really difficult conversation to have with your parents. Um, so I think it paves the way to have more, even more difficult conversations, having that level of communication. So being able to talk about sex with your children or with anyone paves the way to having more open communication, which could stop a lot of issues in the world if people were to just talk. Mm, let's say how they feel. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree with you there 100%. Especially when it go it comes to to sex. Because I think sex you may disagree with me. I think sex doesn't matter who you are is a very vulnerable place to be. Yeah, oh yeah, god. I've, I've, as you know, I work as a professional right. dominatrix. So would you still say that that's vulnerable for you? Who's doing the interview, me or you? <laughs> Girl Girl, bye. <laughs> but um, yeah, sex is 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 doesn't matter whether you're whether whichever capacity I'm doing it in. Yeah. It still does. You still have to show that that level of vulnerability yeah. for you to really connect. Yeah. If you want a truly good, fulfilling sexual relationship, you have to show those mm. vulnerabilities. You have to show people those elements to mm. you to say look, this is me in my authenticness. Mm. As you know where I do Reiki and stuff mm -hmm. like that, and I'm always laughing and joking about what I do mm. in my domain to bring my clients to a place where they feel comfortable, mm -hmm. that they're able to communicate 
with me about whatever they feel comfortable in. But I know that generally everybody just comes to me and be like, I need to talk to you. And I'm like, okay, what? Yeah. You know? Yeah. A, a lot of people will come to me. It doesn't even matter whether it's just in, like, me and you having this little random conversation mm -hmm. here. But people come to me and confide in me. So I know it's a level of vulnerability that I have to show them discernment. I have to make them feel yeah. safe, that they want to come and speak to me. And if I wasn't the person who I was, then people wouldn't come and speak to me. Mm. If I wasn't trusting, if I didn't give them that autonomy to be yeah. authentically themselves, yeah. where I'm not going to judge them, you know? Because a lot of people have that preconceived idea and are being judged on a daily, particularly regarding their sex. Yeah. Because of the way society dictates to us about how we should have sex or what we should do and whether it's right or wrong. Yeah. You know, me as a kink practitioner. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, if they do not understand kink, they will look at it as a very depraved, devilish, demonic, whatever word they want to choose to, to, to ascertain and kind of um, say it is. Um, it, it, it does, if people don't have an understanding of it, mm -hmm. then they're not going to really, they're going to think the worst case scenario. It's like with sex work, as I was saying, I, as I've said to you on many occasions, a lot of people have a preconceived idea of a sex worker, of a sex practitioner, because fundamentally, if they don't know someone who's physically in the industry, um, they're going to only go by what? they maybe read from the newspaper or mm -hmm. what they see. They don't know actually the day-to-day -day runnings of whether they be a porn star, a dominatrix like myself, an escort, a cam girl, phone chat operator, a sugar baby, you know. It will, it will, it will, it will um, have a very, very different viewpoint. Mm -hmm. I do think there's a level of vulnerability with sex and I think if, if you start being able to talk about that with your children, um, it, it paves a way for them to be able to talk about other things, being vulnerable. I think it's very important. Mm, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I definitely agree with you there. You know, like, even like when you... Because now I, I took you to to your first sex sorry fetish club how did you find that when i took you into a space because i know even though you're very confident i know i took you out of a comfort zone yeah it was really out of my comfort zone and it was do you know for me it was uncomfortable but it was comfortable yeah it was uncomfortable what there was two it? dynamics that was uncomfortable obviously i'm with my partner mm. So he knew I was there. We have a very open dialogue. We could talk about these things. Um, but I had to be quite respectful about what I do um, and what I allowed to happen. So I couldn't do some of the things that I might have liked to have done. It was at the back of my mind. But also, I was very aware that I was the outsider. Um I was the different person, you know, which was quite interesting because that was their space. This is your space. This is what you do. This isn't what I do. Um, it was me exploring. However, everybody, one of the things that struck me was how everybody was so free to be who they were. There was this level of comfort. There was this level of, of authenticity um, and that was the thing that really struck me. There was freedom. Very I felt like there was very freedom. It was liberating. People were free. And that was lovely to see. And I, it's not that I saw it. It was lovely to feel. I felt that level of freedom. There was no judgment there. And that was what was so beautiful about it, that there was no judgment. Everybody can just do what they like. They like. And I, I like that. That was nice. I just think that we need more of that. Mm. You know, that freedom, that freedom from judgment. Mm. Um, and that was what I liked about that, being there. And, and that, you know, and it was intriguing, you know. I got to express my, my inner dom 
<laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> yeah, my inner Dom. Now I don't think my partner will ever be my submissive. Um, I don't know if I'd want him to be actually. But maybe I might might like to explore this inner Dom. <laughs> it's just we just have to talk about how we're going to do this. Um, but yeah. <laughs> So the, the the different power dynamics, that's the thing that you were into. Yeah. Do you feel that where you're being respectful, if you wasn't in the relationship, how far would Alice go down the rabbit hole? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who knows? Who knows? Um, how far would Alice go? Had to go with the flow, wouldn't we? Really, um, we had to go exploring, as Alice did. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> we have to. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'd have to go exploring, as Alice did. You know, I definitely, probably, would have done more. I'd like to go again. I'd have to have a conversation with him about what the boundaries are, because we didn't have a clear conversation about what the boundaries were um, before going. So I had to, I had to kind of just use my noodle, really. Use your discretion. Yeah, use my discretion, use my discernment, be respectful towards that. Um, I think what we've got, which is really good, is we have quite an open, not open in terms of sex, it's not like that, but we have an open relationship. You know, I can go out and have a flirt, he can go out and have a flirt. We find other people attractive. We just don't go there with anybody else, you know. We're humans at the end of the day. I can go and dance with somebody when I go out. I like a good dance. And vice versa, we're comfortable with each other. So um, that was one of the reasons why I was able to go and do some of the things that I did. Because we have that level of, of confidence and security with each other. Yeah. And trust. And trust. And trust. Definitely trust. Yeah. Tiny word, but easy to break. Very. And very hard to get back. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And we definitely do have that trust. And I also think that level of trust comes with your confidence within yourself. Yes. Because it's not just about trusting somebody else, but it's having that confidence with who you are and what you bring to the table and where you are in your relationship and how you don't need to rely on somebody else emotionally to make you feel okay. So even if they was to break your trust, yeah, I'm going to be hurt. Yeah, I'm going to cry. Yes, I'm going to be disappointed. But They're all part of the emotions that it is. It's, yeah. You know, it's the choices you make afterwards. Right. I will be okay. I'm not going to break down. I'm still going to be here tomorrow. Mm. And with time, it will get better. Mm. It's a very positive mm. way to look at it. Mm. And on that note, thank you for coming and having your little chat with me about what sex meant to you. Yeah. And I've enjoyed it. It's been eye-opening. As always, we always sit down and have, have these deep, meaningful conversations. We often find things out as we talk, don't we, you know? I definitely found out that it's definitely an emotional thing for me, yeah. yeah. In some shape or form, I've never really thought of it like that. I knew it, but not really said it out loud, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so that was interesting. Mm. Well, this is Lady Andromeda. This is Watch Your Sex. And thank you for listening.